Hello and welcome to Let's Enter the Arena. I'm your host, VM Campos, and this is the podcast where I talk with a member of the Magic the Gathering community. This week, my guest is... Keeb. Welcome. So, do you have anything to promote, like a website, uh, your Twitch, Twitter, anything like that? Absolutely. Uh, I stream, I'm a variety streamer on twitch.tv slash plays. I also have a Twitter under the same moniker, plays mm-hmm. on all social medias under that name. Cool. Uh, how long have you been sort of like on uh, social media doing self-promotion? Um, I've been streaming actively as an affiliate for just over a year now, um, for just about a year and a half in total. Um, and I've been on social media basically since Facebook became a thing and that's for the public. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been around a little while too, I guess. Uh, well, uh, I'm maybe a little older than you, so I started with MySpace. Remember that? Oh. And, oh yeah, absolutely. And then I uh, went on to Twitter, and I uh, one of my other jobs is that I'm a social media marketer, so I'm like on all the social networks, just trying them all out. Some of them that you've never even heard of, and uh, just uh, also enjoying uh, YouTube and Twitch and everything. Oh yeah, I totally. I'm on all of them. I understand. <laughs> so, since this is a Magic-related podcast, how long have you played uh, Magic in general? Um, I was originally introduced in uh, around the fifth grade. I'm 33 now. Mm-hmm. So um, I was given free cards. So I had what you'd call a rainbow deck at that point. Oh. Um, and I was at camp in the fifth grade and a bunch of people were playing and I got into it. Cool. Uh, do you remember like what that early set was? Those early sets? Uh, I know I had a, uh, um, uh, what's the big worm? It's like a 7-7 seven, seven worm. It's just, uh, The art is so iconic too. It just, Siege Worm, I think it was. Oh, yeah, was Siege yeah. Worm. That was like my big drop that I had, if I could pull it and get it going. Well, definitely. But, uh, when you have a big critter like that, your your opponent's going to cower. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it'll eat anything as a jump block and can attack as well. So. so I just turned 40 at the beginning of the year, and my day magic was 4th uh, edition, uh, Ice Age, Fallen Empires, and that was 1995 to 1999. So that's when I first played. Uh, but I gave it up for a long time until I started again uh, right after Hour of Devastation. And I, uh, I, I kind of, I'm kicking in myself that I didn't stick with it longer because it's just so much fun. Absolutely. Um, I really got back into it when they were bringing Ravnica back with like Gatecrash and like those kind of sets. That's when I really um, got full fledged, which is about four or five years ago, back into yeah. the game. Yeah, now we're uh, returning to returning to return to Ravnica. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like for the fifth or sixth time, it seems like. Yeah. Now, how long have you played Magic Arena? Um, that I found out about maybe a couple months ago, two, three months ago. Um, just kind of cruising the internet. I can't believe it, it flew under the radar for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I it was already in downloadable open beta at that point. So... Uh, I've basically been addicted to it since. Um, I really like the just the the format of it, uh, being able to win cards. I feel like I've spent less than I would have in real Magic and gotten to play a ton more games than I would have. So, yeah, agreed. I I asked, or I I tried to sign up for the closed beta version way back in January 2018, and I had to wait about three months until April, and then I got an email. Uh, here's your code. Come on in. So I've been playing it since uh, April 2018, and I've really seen it evolving. 
um, kind of rough around the edges to now very polished, even though it's still in beta, it's like very polished. Absolutely. I, I do like that they added uh, the like you can see now in limited or your regular formats, like your your rewards and stuff like that. They have like a whole season pass type thing going on now. So they're definitely refining it. And um, I also liked how they paid attention really to the community um, when they were saying how like a lot of people were entering constructed with the starter decks. Mm-hmm. So they've kind of made it a cost a little more to get in but it also filters out a lot of people are just it's a lot of free wins in that regard you know so yeah i'm glad the company is listening to the community and they're helping us uh help them or they're letting us help them craft uh, a great a great game absolutely what would you consider your skill level to be in in any form of magic in paper or or in arena just creeping into intermediate um when it really comes down to it, I mean, um, for most people that just know about it, I would be, I, you know, a little better than them. But uh, when I play a real good player, I tend to make mistakes. So uh, intermediate would be a good, a good zone for me. Yeah, and I think this is like my trick question that I ask people because people are either going to be very humble about it and say, "Oh, I'm just you know intermediate beginner," or people are going to be really uh, braggadocio about it and say, "Yeah, I'm advanced. I'll, I'll teach you something." Uh, so for myself, I would also probably think about intermediate. I kind of, you know, know the cards that are out there, especially on Arena, since it's all standard. And in my playgroup in real life, uh, I was asking people uh, how this works or that works after I was uh, away for it for a long time. But now I've picked it up and they're kind of asking me about it now. I I feel the same way. Um, I also... It makes me laugh because my my playgroup uh, a couple of years ago, um, we played a lot of rules wrong, um, mm-hmm. or just we were really, really lax about how certain things happen. And just playing in this format has really actually taught me the proper just phasing and all that kind of stuff in the stack. Like we weren't very good with the stack, and we didn't understand what would trigger when and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So, yeah. so this is great. It's been very helpful as well. Yeah, definitely. I feel the same way that when you have, you know, the client guiding you, I think it does a, a great job of filling in the gaps of knowledge. And I definitely bring some of those things to to paper when uh, we're playing a real card. And I say, oh, no, it's supposed to work like this because that's how it did it on Arena. Yeah, especially with like uh, like regenerate and stuff like that, like assigning damage and whether like the damage got through if you're sacrificing the creature etc etc we were very poor with that and we kind of just made house rules um and now that i play i'm playing an arena i'm just like wow that was really wrong and i probably should have won a lot more games (laughs) (laughs) now i still have some of my old uh cards and all of that and i was looking through one of the they used to have a little a really thick rule book that would come with a whole like uh i guess nowadays would be like a you know, starter deck, planeswalker deck sort of thing. It was a 60 card deck and it had uh, just random cards in a rule book. And I was looking through it again recently and there was a part in there that said, sometimes the rules are complicated and if there's any ever any question, you know, make up your own rules at, on the spot. So <laughs> 20 years ago, 25 years ago, they're like, yeah, you know, do what you want when you're at home. Exactly. And I think a lot of people do the same with games like Monopoly or whatever. (laughs) Uno, everyone has their own little house rules. So I don't feel so bad about it. But now like playing it here and and it affects the metagame, obviously, because, you know, 
the arena is not going to let you, eh, you know, it's not a big deal. Just let it slide. Like, so you, it affects your meta. If you're really trying to like, especially in the draft formats or something, when I'm really trying to like win it for, you know, whatever prizes or whatever you're looking for. Uh, for the just, honor. <laughs> exactly. Or the honor. Exactly. Do you have a single card at the moment on arena that you're really enjoying? It doesn't have to be like a power card. It could be some just fun jank or whatever. Uh, yeah, I actually have a couple, uh, two answers for that. Um, one, I really love Steel Leaf Champion. I mm. think um, for three, even though it needs to be three forest, um, that is an ultra powerful card because um, it comes out so early and just it, it'll kill anything or eat anything as a blocker for the most part that anybody could drop with three mana for the most part. Yeah. So I really like that. And I actually built like my first kind of own built deck in arena was built around steel leaf and getting it out quickly when um, i was at the what was it that's that's from dominaria right correct when i was at the dominaria um, uh well my friends and i got together we bought a box and then we we opened up some dominaria boosters so i had gotten the uh steel leaf champion and it looked really cool then my friend over to the side uh, she got the the same steel leaf champion but in foil so i was like so oh. jealous because it's those some, some of those foils look really amazing oh and not only that if you if you are happen to be looking for money cards the foil definitely adds like <laughs> some money yeah. to them yeah uh, you said you had a second part I do. Um, I really like uh, Palladia Mores, the Ruiner. I don't know if I mm. pronounced that correctly. Um, I just think a 6-6 six, six Flying Vigilance Champion mm. for 7 is, I mean, a for 6 as well, even though it costs 3 different mana, is really strong because in red, green, white, you get a lot of option there, direct damage, removal, etc., etc. So um, yeah, I think Palladia. once you get them down, it's pretty hard to get rid of them. <laughs> yeah, isn't that, let me see, uh, I kind of try to keep up with the lore a little bit but i fell off on the last few stories but i think that character is like the sister of nickel bolus or something that they retconned or something okay that would that would definitely make sense i mean if, even just looking at the art and just them being able to dragons it seems like that would make sense yeah if i'm not paying attention and those two cards are kind of side by side i they kind of look art wise similar to me but power wise and so forth they're pretty different Absolutely, yeah, um, for sure. I mean, Nicobolus got the discard, which is a thing that yeah. he plays with a lot, a lot of his cards and stuff like that. Whereas Palladia, you just have the strong extra perks of, you know, it's not only flying, but Vigilance and Trample. You just get any sort of enchantment on that thing, and you're really hard to deal with. Mm -hmm. What about any sort of just, like, jank that um, this will be fun or weird this time around if I play this card? I really like Child of Night. Hmm. Um in any sort of like black blue combination that'll be my cheap you know one because it's a two one with lifelink so you know you're getting the life back and you can activate a lot of abilities getting the life like that mm -hmm. um even if you pair it with white um vice versa and then um i just think for two two one and then if you get any sort of cheap enchantment on it um even if it's just like a one one giving it trample you just get that toughness up one more and it just makes it pretty powerful for the price in my opinion so, yeah, I like that card. card too. When I play any blue black decks, and uh, the art on that one's pretty cool too. I think at the moment I'm liking Etrata, the assassin or whatever her full name is. She's the okay. three five unblockable um, legendary creature in blue black. I think she's four mana in total. She's unblockable, but her thing is that if she gets through and does combat damage, you exile any of your opponent's creatures. 
and then shovel her back into the deck. And if the opponent has three creatures that got exiled that way or assassinated, they lose the game automatically. Oh, wow. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. Definitely. Yeah, that's, uh, my, I, that's my alternative win condition deck that uh, sometimes works. Yeah, I also forgot to mention, now that you bring it up, um, Thief of Sanity is the one I like to throw in Black mm-hmm. Blues just because it's a three drop and you can make that, you know, anything you exile, if you exile a really good card, you could play it. I mean, I've had that win games for me on my blue. I have a blue-black deck that can run three mana and win games if it gets lucky, basically. Yeah. And Thief of Sanity is definitely the card that helps that deck get lucky. Yeah, definitely. And that's another one with cool art, kind of like uh, floating over the city or something, like grasping at you. Absolutely. It's one that I deal with when my opponent has it. It's one that I try to deal with quickly, especially if I have burn cards. I, f- I feel that a, a shock or anything um, is worth spending on a, on a creature like that just because if you exile Palladia, uh, P- Palladia you know, or something, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you don't have to pay any color it's just six of any mana it becomes very powerful so definitely well uh any of these cards that you mentioned then uh you're, you're saying about decks and such what's a favorite deck that you're playing with at the moment Ooh, um favorite deck i'm playing with uh, I, i've actually been i edited the mono red deck that you get uh that they just give you in the tutorial or whatever yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've been having a lot of success and fun with it. Um, it's one that I didn't, I didn't expect to do as well as it's been doing. I tend to use it to like just knock out the dailies, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, especially if it's like attack with a creature or you know cast red. I feel like it's just the quickest way to get those things done. But it's been winning a lot. So um, yeah, I was been- kind of surprised. Those uh, pre-made decks are pretty good to get started with, especially the red one. Yeah, no, absolutely. So um, it's just, I like I said, I've randomly used it. Um, if I would get like a good card from one of the daily rewards or something that was, you know, synergizing the deck, well, I'd throw it in there. And it's been doing really well. Uh, it's been kind of putting to shame the decks that I've been building on my own, <laughs> which is kind of sad. It makes mm-hmm. me sad. But, you know, you just got to get the mana right and the sideboard right. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've got a goblin tribal deck that I like playing with at the moment. So it's mono red. It's just a bunch of goblins. Let's see. There's the um, what's in there? There's that one goblin that that uh, decreases the cost of goblins and gives them all haste. Mm-hmm. There's the fanatical firebrand that that one goblin that throws goblin friends to do damage. I should have looked them up before I started to talk about them. But <laughs> no, you're good. I know you're. T- I know the uh, ballbash ogre. I think. No, yeah, that's a black. Something no, that's a red like flag, that. I but I know what you're talking about. So that that deck can be fun. Also, with a pretty low amount of mana, the highest one is a five drop, but most of them are in the two and three range. And once you've got that cost reducer, uh, then it's it's even better. Yeah, we were just talking about Thief of Sanity, the deck that I actually uh, put that in. I'll have up here, and I just run like Dark Blade agents because when you surveil, they get the. Um, they deal combat damage to player. You get cards back, so it ends up being a death touch creature that nobody wants to mess with. Yeah. Um, then you know I, I had some blood operatives in there, so I can pull it out of the graveyard if it gets killed, um, and it's got life wings, so it gives you life life boost there. Uh, so I play with the surveil a lot, but not in your typical Demir deck. I kind of like I like my big guys a Doom Whisperer. That's the biggest card in the deck. It's a five drop, and um, you know pay life to surveil. But if I have the right stuff on the board. 
house guild mage can tap things i can surveil for you know pay to surveil with it etc etc so it's just fun i just like to have things that weave it back and forth other yeah you know i i tried to have that house guild mage in a sort of surveil deck too but i just felt it was for me it was like too slow like i i wasn't getting the mana fast enough to have it surveil because i was trying to put in some demir spy bugs in there to get them big after surveilling yep. and i just kind of felt it was a little slow but uh, i guess you're making it work a little better than me so that's great <laughs> no it is slow and i do understand that for sure and um Speaking of the rules that I had to understand, that card um, tapping the target creature doesn't tap during its next tap stack. I didn't realize it doesn't tap the creature, right? Yeah. So if, if you do it to a creature, that's where I had to learn. Like I, it has to be cre- tapped already. So I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know that. So I kind of like wasted the mana and the turn and the creature at one one time, which was pretty funny. Well, it's a learning experience, and then now after that, you you know how to uh, make it work a lot better. Absolutely. Have there been have there been any fun, weird, interesting, cool moments that you've had on Arena that come to mind? Uh, yeah, you were actually a part of it. I think when I was streaming the um, Amazonian draft, um, I absolutely loved that. I had a ton of fun drafting that. Who doesn't want to play big cards for free? You know. Yeah, that so, uh, that format was so crazy. And yeah, I saw you interact with like, uh, y- it was your first turn and you had done so many draws and discards and just filtering and the opponent was there just twiddling their thumbs like, okay, please, can it be my turn at some point? And uh, you really got something together, I think. Absolutely. I just, you know, the the name of the game in that draft was uh, drafting cards that you could play. Uh, you can uh, pull cards out. So um, draw cards. Sorry, that's what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, divinations, uh, uh, the blood sacrifice one where you have to get rid of a creature, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, all those became super important. I got a couple turn one wins. Um, <laughs> that being said, I also milled myself. Um, mm-hmm. Being playing ultra safe, I milled myself with all those draw cards um, because I basically only had like eight left in my stack. And I didn't fully attack thinking uh, he might have had something in his hand, like a sleep or something. So uh, I didn't fully attack. And then he just drew so many draw cards and got a psychic corrosion and was able to mill those last eight cards I had. So I had a big advantage in loss. So that was a pretty funny moment. (laughs) I had a moment on a regular constructed where I was playing that one goblin deck and the person started to put together some sort of like turbo mill strategy. They had totally uh, gotten their their uh, Christmas present early because it was three uh, drowned secrets, I believe. The one that mills the opponent when you draw a card. Mm-hmm. Uh, or no, when you play a blue. When you play a blue spell, the the opponent mills two cards. Then they also had a fraying sanity. So they had four like powerful mill cards and they were yeah. going to do a really, you know, turbo mill strategy on me, but I got my little goblins out and started to pump them up and uh, get in there with haste and they figured it out and they conceded. Yep. Yep. That'll do it. Red, red will definitely get, definitely get you there if you need it. Mm-hmm. Well, if you consider yourself towards the intermediate uh, sort of ability of arena uh, what do you wish you knew when you first started Arena? Like some advice that you wish you had gotten? Um, I personally would have stuck with the decks that you earn and grind out like ladder and all those dailies um, and save the wild cards 
until you can build yourself like a really powerful deck that you can bring into constructed or into uh, into ranked because um I feel like I had squandered um, every time I'd get a wild card, I would just buy like a single card that I thought would be cool to add to the deck. And then now I had a bunch of mediocre decks, mm-hmm. whereas I'd rather have just grinded out and had like a stack of wild cards and made one really great deck. If that makes sense. Um, yeah, it does. I feel like I, I, I really like diluted my pool of cards by picking one at a time, whereas I rather would have just made a very strong Demir deck or Boros deck and have all the exact cards that I wanted rather than just replacement cards here and there. So. Yeah, I think a lot of people fall into that. Uh, I remember when I first started playing, I thought, wow, these wild cards, because I never played Hearthstone or any other kind of game like that. So I was very new to all of it, uh, the digital version. And I thought, wow, these wild cards, let me get any card that exists right now in standard so i can get this planeswalker that i can't get in real life well sure but you know one planeswalker or one good card doesn't make a whole great deck so i agree hold on to those wild cards maybe play a little bit those pre-constructed decks are not that bad just grind out your dailies and then get that gold and do things with it yeah absolutely that's i've been learning just how to use the gold to buy in the drafts to win the gems to buy in the drafts etc etc so uh again speaking to my earlier point i do like how they have set this up um i don't feel like you need to throw money at it to be competitive yeah exactly i've uh like i said i've played since uh, april and i've haven't put any money into it and i thought i would have to because it could be a you know a sort of pay to play sort of game but not yet the only reason I put money in is because I wanted to, like, say, play the Amazonian draft again, and I couldn't grind it quick enough. Mm-hmm. So um, I did, but that was just pure, like, greed on my part, essentially. So Well, uh, I'm sure you earned back enough uh, after after playing, or even if you didn't earn back enough, the experience and the fun of it. Oh, no, absolutely. And like I said, um, I maybe spent... I think maybe total $25 so far since I've been playing. Um, I could, that's only what, five packs or something if yeah. I would to buy hard packs, you know? And plus you don't get the bonus of the wild card system, which I like. So I don't have to go buy a Planeswalker physically that I want. I can just literally in this game pick it without having, you know, I thought that's pretty good. Yeah, I think they're doing that right. I absolutely agree. On the flip side, what would you say is something maybe that could be improved about Magic in general or Arena or the community or the company or anything at all? Um, I don't know. I mean, these are things I'm sure that are all coming down the pipeline. Um, I'd like to have more more sets, like, you know, not just the current standard sets and stuff. Um, That would be cool. I think, um, like, Direct Challenge, uh, it's awesome that it's implemented now. I think that um, it could be done a little better. Um, I think just having to share the code with people, I think a friends list would be great. But I'm sure all this is stuff that's coming. Other than that, I would like to see um, sleeves that I can buy so I can have different card tops. Um, I'd like to see different like arena boards that I can buy. So like, um, you know, just backgrounds and stuff to make things more interesting. Um, you know, cosmetics, I think they could do a lot with. And then... Um, I really like the animations of some of the cards. I think if they can further make that um, to where, like, say, two dragons fighting, they actually fight or something. You yeah. know, a little animation. But other than that, I, th- I really like where they're going. And uh, as long as they continue listening to their community, I think they're going to do well. 
Do you know the secret to how to change your lands? Uh, no, I don't know the secret how to change your lands. So when you build a deck, you usually, I think they give you like Ixalan lands, or do they give you the land of the set you're making? Well, you can actually sort of pick any land, that, uh, any printing of the land that exists. If you go to, you know, you go to work on your deck and you search in the little search box, island, and then you go over to the, the filter and then you click reset, it seems to then unlock all of the different arts oh, for islands whoa. i just yeah. did it as you speak and i didn't know like, i always wondered because i'm like how come these guys have all these cool arts and i don't yeah i like to go in there that's one way to bling out the deck a little bit but i definitely cooler deck boxes or sleeves I, i'd love to see that but now there you go there's a there's the secret pass it on how to get better lands um do you uh, oh i guess i got rid of it the bug where like well what card it was like sultai or there was a card that no matter what your color filters were that one white card would always be in there um, hmm, might not know about that one no oh, i had it for a while it was like uh one of the, one of the white cards just anytime i filtered no matter what color a white card would always be in there it was very odd but hmm, maybe it had something about it that it, uh yeah well who knows it was probably a bug in in the earlier yeah. beta no big deal what is something that you think uh, is is good about uh, Magic, the arena, the community? Like, what's one thing you love about Magic? Um, I really love Magic because it it has such a good balance. Um, I personally like games that uh, are like RPG games or leveling up games or whatever. Um, I think uh, the whole buying cards and, and the, the randomness of it adds an excitement to it. And I think they have a really good balance with that. But I really just love uh, mainly how much it makes you think. Like, I come home from work, and I will throw on Arena. And I'm not just blindly watching TV. I'm not, you know, I'm not just um, Multitasking. staring at the wall. or Yeah, staring at my wall, staring at my phone or social media. Like, I'm really thinking, you know, what meta is. I'm really thinking about the next move, what this person could be drawing. And it really exercised my brain, much like if you were to do puzzles all the time and stuff like that. So I really love that. Not only has it found its place as an amazing game to play and it's fun, but it's like educational. I'm doing math. I'm doing, you know, forward thinking. Mm -hmm. I'm planning ahead, um, all that kind of stuff. And I'm making mistakes and learning to not be too bummed about it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if you if you attack with the wrong creature and you're like, oh, God, that that can get chump blocked so easy. Why did I attack or vice versa? You know, I try to not to get too upset about it. So I just really love that. It teaches you a bunch. It teaches you a bunch in just a simple little card game. So that would be my. Yeah. It's like a, a 25 year old and growing uh, puzzle that you can build how you want. Uh, I wish also that they would put more cards uh, and I'm sure it's coming, but even with the whatever, like 2,000 cards we have access to here, it's like a great puzzle that you can put together. Like, I feel like uh, making a goblin deck or a dinosaur deck or just some weird deck that's not going to win, but will be fun. So I really like uh, what they offer. Mm -hmm. Can I uh, mention one thing I do not like, or one card I do not like? Sure. Um, what's the one that you can't lose the game? Uh, is it a black card? Yeah, it's that black card. You is can't that, lose the uh, Lich's Mastery. Yes, correct. That I don't think that should be an arena. 
um unless you have a counter in hand like you yeah. can, you, you're not ready for it because i don't like if you sit down at a normal magic tournament you know what deck your opponent's going to be playing with for the mm -hmm. most part you know um so i think like i'll come in with my boros deck and then they're going to throw a lich mastery down i might as well just concede you know yeah. so i don't have a counter i don't have removal etc etc so that's just one my one gripe every time i see that i get that's the only thing that triggers me in this game i'm like come on man i haven't seen that card very often but when i had when i've had people play it like i can't deal with it and then i've tried playing it i'm like i don't know what i'm doing and i still lose with that card so you just have to know how it works yeah it's it's yeah it's just unfortunate i don't know that's the only thing that's my gripe because <laughs> i've lost to it a couple times yeah, I've lost. And one time I'm like, all right, well, if I can't lose, I'm going to draw it out and see if he's just going to concede because he's sick of playing too. And then 45 minutes later yeah. where there's like a million things on the board, nothing's happening. I'm mm -hmm. just like, all right, this is awful. Well, that just shows the, the variety of what uh, can happen in this great game. Oh, absolutely. Also, when I get Nexus of Faded, I can't. <laughs> They'll double cast Nexus of Fate or something. And I'm yeah. just like, okay, this is over. Yeah, sometimes you just have to... How does the song go? You have to know how to fold them. Yeah, correct. Well, as we wind down, uh, what would you uh, like to promote again? Tell us about, again, where we can find you online and such. Again, my name is Keeb. I go under the moniker Keeb Plays on Twitch. Um, I'm a variety streamer. Um, I do everything from, obviously, Magic the Gathering. I play a lot of Destiny and first-person shooters as well as role-playing games. Um, I'm trying to expand now into fighters and, and racing games. I'm not a big MOBA guy. I'm just not good at them, and I don't mm -hmm. think it's a good watch. Uh, you can find me under on most uh, social media under that name, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat as well. Um, yeah. Cool. Thank you. And as for myself, well, I'm VM Campos. I'm on Twitter and uh, YouTube and uh, Patreon and Discord and all that good stuff. Uh, VM Campos everywhere, except YouTube. I have to slap on VM Campos JR there because someone else took that before me. Uh, but uh, head on over to patreon.com slash VM Campos. Got some cool stuff there. Rewards. I give out vintage magic cards uh, for members and such. And uh, this has been Let's Enter the Arena, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>